Hello, I am Riley Wilson, and welcome to the Band of One podcast. This podcast is created to help anyone that wants to be a more successful solo performer or become a solo performer and avoid a lot of the pratfalls and mistakes myself and some of my contemporaries have made. I have over 50 years of live performance experience. I will also include tips from other top pros worldwide who've done the same thing in their regions. My desire is to make this actionable as well as entertaining. If you like what we do, subscribe and don't forget to share it. Let's get busy. Today, it's time to talk about money. I'm sure many of you have been waiting for this episode, and frankly, it's something I wanted to cover in depth as well. One good reason to perform as a solo performer, or band of one, if you will, is that you can make more money than if you worked in a larger group, generally speaking. Even in a good trio, the final payment is usually split three ways, and the corresponding pie gets divided up further as you add members. My first professional band had seven members, and so we divided money equally among seven people. Now, even if you make $1,500 to $2,000 a night, divided by seven, the final take-home was a lot less impressive than that gross figure. In fact, I've had occasional solo jobs that I earned $1,500 to even $2,000 for one event. So the money can be very impressive. But how do you do that? Your experience in the workforce determines how much you earn in a paycheck. And being a band of one is no different. If you've never played with another group before, you will probably have to start playing for free or next to nothing. There's nothing wrong with this. In fact, it's a great way to develop the skills in order to get better and be paid more. We've already covered how to get gigs in some earlier podcasts, and so if all this information is brand new, please be sure to go back to Podcast 1 and start at the beginning and listen to each of them. The first and most important rule about money is that everything is negotiable. I asked for and got $25 an hour plus tips for the first solo restaurant gig I did here in Dallas almost 30 years ago. I would usually play for two to four hours, depending upon the night of the week, and played every Friday and Saturday. That turned into a consistent part-time job for me and helped to reestablish myself in a brand new town as well as create a new guitar and bass student business. As you start and grow your solo performer career, don't be in a hurry to insist on too much money per hour, provided you can also get tips. For example, there were many times that I made two to $300 per night in tips at this one restaurant. Different types of gigs pay different types of money. A flea market, for example, may not pay too much per hour, but it's an opportunity to also sell merchandise like CDs, T-shirts, etc. You can also book outside gigs away from a restaurant or a flea market. One advantage of a flea market gig is that they are usually daytime hours. It's not a stretch to get hired by somebody you meet at one gig to play for another event elsewhere in the evening or at another time. I mentioned in another podcast that sax player that performs at a local grocery store parking lot for free. While he does make tips, he can also book other jobs in the evening time. My friend Yancey Stevens mentioned busking in our interview with him, and that's become a very popular way for a solo performer to start with virtually no background and within a period of time become better, earn more, and build a nice little side income. 
If you watch reality shows like The Voice, American Idol, etc., you'll see more and more performers who spent part of their time as an entertainer busking. It forces you to come out of your shell and entertain people that otherwise wouldn't give you the time of day. If people do tip you on a busking gig, you're onto something and have some skill to develop into a successful solo performer career. You'll learn to develop your craft, which is an indispensable part of becoming a successful solo performer. The Beatles spent a couple of grueling years performing in Hamburg, Germany. Their schedule was seven days a week and eight hours per night, an incredible 56 hours on stage each week. I did one corporate event about two years ago outdoors in Central Texas in mid-June for eight hours, and that was a beating. Imagine doing that every day. Once you have a home base from which to play, be it a street corner, flea market, winery, or the like, then you can start looking for better work. A lady named Donna Toops, who is a member of my church, says that the time to begin looking for your next job is when you land your current one. Professional bass fishermen spend 90% of their time looking for fish and only 10% of the time catching them. The voiceover business, which I also do, is more marketing than actual recording for many of us. Devote a little time to marketing what you do to help earn more money. All right, brass tacks. How much to charge? The restaurants here in the DFW area are typically paying between $40 to $60 or $75 per hour for a solo performer, depending upon experience and if they have a crowd follow them from restaurant to restaurant. Many clubs and wineries are happy to pay $150 for a three-hour show by a solo performer, and I know many veterans who do that here in Texas. Corporate shows can pay as much as $200 or more per hour for top-drawer talent, and that often includes the client providing a PA system with sound and lighting for those really big events. Private parties can often pay $100 to $200 per hour depending upon the client, the type of event, and if there's any travel involved. I personally include the cost of a rental car as well as gasoline and a hotel if I'm involved in out-of-state travel. That's included in the price I quote for the event. Okay, how do you get this kind of money? First, you start playing gigs. Second, you continue to hone your act, get better, and continue to play gigs. Third, you market yourself and you try and get better paying gigs. I've noticed that many solo performers on the bash Gig Salad and Thumbtack don't even have personal web pages. I don't consider an Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter page or other social media page a personal website. A dedicated website doesn't cost that much, and you can use that to book events directly as opposed to booking it through an online agency like The Bash or Gig Salad or a booking agent. We'll talk about booking agents in an upcoming podcast. Contracts. We'll discuss the mechanics of contracts and things like that in the future, but I always insist on a contract with anyone hiring me. This is because the majority of things that I book are either corporate or private parties. Verbal agreement seems to work with many restaurants or wineries or venues of that sort. If you'd like a copy of a typical contract, just do a web search or look at sample contracts from online vendors like Gig Salad or The Bash. I get a deposit up front of 20 to 30% of the total price of the event, as well as a signed copy of the contract, which I then email back to the client, which protects them and me. 
I then remind the client in that email that their responsibility is to pay the balance before or at the event. I accept cash, checks, the Cash App, or Venmo for balance of payment as of this recording when 2023. Be tenacious when getting the balance of payment. I had a trio gig on the Eastern Shore of Maryland over 30 years ago and had to chase down the man who booked me to get final payment for the event in his hotel room. I also had to hound the responsible party to pay up the balance of the event for that eight-hour show in Texas a couple of years ago. Once you play the last note of the show, seek out the client and settle up immediately. If the client is drinking alcohol or partying in any other way, make sure to get this taken care of before you knock your gear down, if you have to do that. It's too easy for the host or responsible party to end up passed out and unable to complete the financial transaction. Again, be tenacious and make sure to thank the client for hiring you. If it's been a successful gig, you might leave some business cards behind on a table, on the bar, etc., in a private party setting. This helps the host feel delighted about hiring you, especially if you end up getting additional gigs from their friends. For example, I booked a job in a town called Flower Mound, Texas about eight years ago through the bash. The client loved what I did, and they and their friends loved to party. I've performed for this same group about six or seven times since that one event and look forward to every show I get to do for them. Do your best to provide a completely professional show, and you'll find that the money will often follow you. Conduct yourself as a professional and make every effort to leave people feeling happy that they hired you. It's not possible to cover every scenario about money in this podcast. However, this is an excellent place to start. If you use the podcast of the information I'm providing, I'm confident that you will be making an excellent return on your investment as an entertainer and eventually earn the kind of money that you are worth. That's all for now. You've been listening to the Band of One podcast. I'm Riley Wilson, and thanks for joining us. Please subscribe and share this with your friends. If you have ideas for upcoming episodes, I'd like to hear from you. Get in touch directly at guitarmadesimpler.com. See you next time.